Welcome to Dolphin and Whale Tales, Wisdom from the Deep, the podcast that brings you wisdom, guidance, and healing energy direct from the dolphins and whales themselves. Now, here's your host, whale and dolphin wisdom expert, Anne Gordon. Welcome back to another episode of Dolphin and Whale Tales, Wisdom from the Deep. And today I'm super excited to have a good friend of mine and somebody who was very influential. I actually read her book before we became friends. And we have with us today, Bobby Merrill. Welcome, Bobby. Hi, Anne. How are you today? I am good. So let's just take a minute before we get into our conversation, and I'm going to share a little bit about who you are with our audience. So Bobby Merrill is a best-selling author, a prior contributor to an award-winning relationship column for the Honolulu Advertiser, and a freelance relationship columnist with her husband, Dr. Tom Merrill, who I have met is a lovely man for Cox News and the New York Times. She is also a family therapist, parenting consultant, trauma specialist, and a professional speaker. Bobby was honored in Honolulu Magazine at the height of her career as one of Honolulu's most successful women. Now a grandmother and a conscious female voice, Bobby is passionate about inspiring all of us to become our best selves and a kinder, more just, more just and joyful humanity and world, which is one of the reasons I love you so much, because you and I are totally aligned in that. That's the connection, yes. Yes, absolutely. So Bobby was born into an adventurous and fun-loving family in the, on the beautiful Waianae coast of rural Oahu when Hawaii was still a United States territory. Not many people can say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She was further blessed to be raised on a sugar plantation adjacent to her birthplace while commuting to Honolulu to attend private school. Bobby rounded out her experience of growing up in paradise by spending her weekends socializing, surfing, and playing tennis and volleyball at the Naval Officers Club adjacent to her home and spending summers on the Kohala coast of the Big Island of Hawaii. On her 50th birthday, Bobby returned to her birthplace to swim with the Waianae spinners, making her among the first to swim with dolphins in the wild. She then went on to enjoy a decade-long journey of over 2,000 hours of free swimming with dolphins and whales throughout the world. And she has recently published a book that I have known about. It's actually, a, it's, it's been through a couple of iterations in your book. And it's a very, very special book, Compelling Conversations with Dolphins and Whales in the Wild. And we're going to talk more about that. So I'm so glad you are here with us today. I am too, Anne. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's kind of dive in to your connection with the dolphins and, and the whales as well. And what led you to take that first swim? Because when you first started swimming with the, with the spinners off the coast of Oahu, it wasn't like the rest of us nowadays was like, yeah, I want to swim with wild dolphins. And there's a number of places and tour operators that can take us out. 
you were one of the pioneers right. of this swimming with a wild dolphin. So how did you get started with that? Right. Well, you know, it actually, interestingly, started with a captive dolphin um, named Eva. And I went to the hotel where she, where her lagoon was. And I used to just hang out with the dolphins and visit them and just enjoy, you know, just gazing at them. And I did that a lot of the time when I was feeling a little disturbed, my marriage was coming to an end and I would just go and just sort of communicate with them. But I had no clue how conscious they were at the time. I just enjoyed watching them. And I noticed that they would always lock eyes with me and gaze. And in that gaze, I later realized they were taking me into an alpha state. They were just carrying me there. I didn't have to do the meditating. And I was already a meditator, but it took me a while to make that connection. And then they just started to do things that made me realize they were a little more conscious than I had realized. And, um, you know, they, they were doing original, interesting behaviors and interactions between shows, things they had not been trained to do. And I was noticing that and enjoying it. And they enjoyed that I was noticing it. And then mm -hmm. one day I actually took a walk on the beach with my husband at, of the time. And we had a squabble. And so he went to the car and I just decided to go and take a visit with the dolphins all night before I went to the car. And um, actually he went into the restaurant to get a drink, but he was headed to the car. And so Eva went upright in front of me and just really stood there and really connected with me in a very powerful way. And it was a healing moment. She was really blasting me with energy. And there was something going on. I had no idea what, but it was big. And after that, my life just started to change dramatically. And one of the changes was I very soon afterwards heard that a few people I knew were swimming out in Waianae with the dolphins. And they said, you know, come join us sometime. Well, I never did join them, but I got the idea in my head that I wanted to do that. And so I went to the beach where I heard everybody was going and we just went off from the sand there. There were no boats at the time to help you get out to them. And it was a bay. So I went out and I, you know, connected with them. And it was an interesting connection because they started to teach me from the beginning that um, I really needed to have my heart just really filled with love. I don't think everybody has to have that the first time they connect, but this was the way they were going to do that with me. They knew I already knew about them. I'd had the experience with the lagoon dolphins and they just really weren't going to let me connect until I was pretty clean and my heart was in the right place. And I wasn't worried or crabby or angry or anything. They just mm -hmm. wanted me all cleaned up. And they gave me, as soon as I got, figured it out and got myself there, they just showed up right away. And so I got my first big reward and awareness that they really were talking to me. And they did it by flooding my heart a lot and by sending messages in my head that were foreign to me. I had no idea. Those were not my thoughts. They were, they were more lofty thoughts than my own. And mm -hmm. they had lessons tucked into them. And then they started to devise a way that they could give me a very literal reinforcement of my catching on to their thought, they would blow bubbles. And they, they got very 
excited about the bubbles because I noticed them. I got it. I said, I get it. Okay. So they did more and more and more. Of it. it was really just a, a sea of bubbles for me because this was our way of knowing that we were communicating. And after that, when I would go on boats with other people in other countries, even there would be all these mm. bubbles and the people manning the boats would say, we've never seen so many bubbles. Why so many bubbles? So that really had become our point of connection. And as right. their, their conversation got more complex, the bubbles were very important because as I figured out what they were trying to show me or say to me, when I would get it, then there would be the explosion of bubbles. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. I love that they have this, they've got a way of showing you that the validation that you have comprehended, you've gotten the lesson. It's, it's not the A plus. It's like, oh, yay. If you get a couple of bubbles, that's maybe a C. Yeah, you kind of got it. But if you really got it, okay, we're going to send you this, this blast of bubbles. And you're right, too. There, there, there were the bubbles were definitely um, more, uh, voluminous whenever I would really catch on to a bigger or a very important message. Right, right, right. When they're relaying a concept and you're like, oh my gosh, I got it. And then, and then and I then realized they up. were really trying to teach me how to be, how humanity and I personally and humanity could be kinder, better, and more powerful that our lives are better and more um, fortunate. We attract luck to us. We attract them to us, literally, mm-hmm. when, we're, yep. when we really get the power of kindness. And we've had so many masters teach us that, but we just don't, we, humanity seems pretty reluctant to really take it on and try it for some reason. But um, yeah, we're, we're a pretty dense species a lot of times. That's a right. very good descriptor because <laughs> I think we've been so full of ourselves for so long. We haven't just realized yes. how, how out of it we are. But. Yeah, and we tend to want to have to learn the lesson ourselves, even though everybody ahead of us has said, don't do it that way. It's not going to work. It's like, <laughs> well, I can make it work. Well, yeah, not so much. Not so much. So, yeah. Exactly. The, the dolphins have been on this planet, you know. 25, 30 million years compared to our little tiny, you know, few hundred thousand. So, you know, we might as well listen to the experts. Why should we try and reinvent this wheel that they've got figured out? Yes, exactly right. And they have such clever ways of portraying it. You know, they act, Mm -hmm. they send you the message, they flood you with healing, they flood your heart, they take you into alpha deep meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, they just carry you. They carry you to the higher place, which is very special. They do. They totally do. And I want to take a, a little step back before we get into the really deeper, bigger concepts. And something that I know you've talked about, you talk about in your book, and you, you've experienced a number of times. And it's something that a lot of people, especially first timers, when they're out on the water or in the water, and they really want that encounter, they really want to see the dolphins or the whales. And they're in that mode of, I want this, I want this, I want this. Mm -hmm. So I know you've had an experiences with the dolphins and I have as well, but I'd love for you to share about what happens we're in that want. Do the dolphins show up because we want them to? Well, you know, 
And I think that it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. I do. I think that um, some people, they'll just give it that to them. Right. They will. So <clears throat> there's no one size fits all. But I think um, in your case and in mine, I think that there was, there was more for us to learn before we got yeah. that reward. And they knew we would be able to be able to have access to them and take the time we needed to learn the deeper lesson. And so I think that it's not true. I think some people can just have them show up for them, even though they're just really not looking for anything more than just having that desire fulfilled in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think other people are made to wait. And um, (laughs) I was clearly made to wait. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Us deep thinkers get, have to work for it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I think they also knew that, you know, you and I both had some background for different reasons, you with animals Mm -hmm. and me with a therapy practice of listening deeper and be, right. knowing how to do that and knowing how to make that, that um, nonverbal connection. And yeah. they knew we were available for that. And so they gave us a bigger, you know, a bigger opportunity for a bigger lesson and bigger experience that, you know, has gone on for longer as well. Right. Absolutely. It, it is. And I, a lot of times on my tours and on my retreats on the first day, I will explain that, you know, sometimes we just need to let go of the desire yeah, and to just be in gratitude yeah. for what we're experiencing. We're in this amazing location, this beautiful boat, the ocean's out in front of us and just breathe that in and be grateful for that. And that's when they show up for me in my experience, instead of like, everybody's like, oh, it's going to be horrible if I don't see the dolphins, yeah. right? Yes. And in my case, it was, you know, I, I went out and I kept wanting them to come. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I just oh, let it go for a moment. Right. And I started to notice all the fish in the water and how beautiful mm. the coral was and the pattern of the um, waves on the sand and you know I just it was and I was just went into bliss and Mm -hmm. I had been so frantic and needy and wanting and in a very different energetic space before that Mm -hmm. and so that's too when they showed up when I was able to just you know be fuller in my own heart have my own my own self a fuller self and part of the message that I got with that is when we do yearn for dreams or we want something so badly, our being in our hearts makes us attractive to the dream. And Mm -hmm. so that heart space that I did get into made me more attractive to the dream. And that was a a lesson that the dolphins, you know, that was an overriding lesson. They really wanted me to get that. That humanity really needs to be more attractive to have our dreams come true. And yeah, we often don't want to take the time to be bothered. Right, right. And even in the law of attraction and this in the secret, they talk about, you know, just imagine it and it'll be there. Mm. Well, there's a few more steps you got to take. <laughs> it's not just, yes, please send me a check for a million dollars. It's like, 
okay, <laughs> but I have to be, do something that will attract that million dollars to me. And maybe that is starting a business. Yeah. Maybe that is, you know, approaching an investor. Maybe that is coming up with the next million dollar idea, whatever it is. Yeah. It's just not just sitting and meditating on it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of the puzzle, but not the whole yeah. solution. Exactly yeah. right. Action. Um, and, and being of value, it's right. It makes yes. you attractive. I've noticed too, and I, you, with your videos, um, when you go out on with your groups, I noticed that the dolphin, the dolphins and whales really show up for you. And I've been on a lot of boats and I've been, you know, I've seen a lot of videos and mm-hmm. I, I always say, take a baby or a pet because, yes. then you know, they're pretty much or music, live music. Right. Uh, that will all help, but you you do draw them. They do show up for you. I really noticed that. So you've uh, I don't know if you as consciously as I did realize that's the message they're trying to give me. I need to I need to do that. Or if you are just so happy all the time, they just showed up. <laughs> well, it's not always that way, and of course, I don't show you the videos of you know the search and f- looking for them. Mm-hmm. I show the best parts of the encounter. But yeah, we do tend to have good luck. And when I go to the Bahamas and lead my Bimini, you know, Dolphin Bliss and Bimini retreat, we have been lucky. I've led it three years in a row. And every time we have dolphins all five days that we go out, which is not usual. Usually there's a day or two where you're searching, 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 and you just don't find them. And I know other people who have really, yeah, yeah. trouble and you know got frustrated and mm-hmm. yeah it, I mean it happens it's it's nature I have no control over it but setting the tone on the boat is I I feel and I know you do too is key to if they're going to be interested let's do what we can to attract them in yeah. and invite them I always say it's an invitation it's not about pulling them in it's like hey let's set the tone and hey do you guys want to come play with us today mm-hmm. yeah and you set a playful tone too which they like absolutely absolutely but I I do have a and sit one day I remember in Panama I was leading a whale watching tour and it wasn't necessarily a spiritual group just you know a group of anybody's and we went out and I had been, I don't even remember what was going on at the time, but I was kind of feeling a little grumpy that morning. And I had, a, you know, I had a bad morning. We all do. We all have off days and we did not see the whales. <laughs> so they kind of hit you over the head with it. And then, you know, yeah, they kind of did. It's like, okay. And, you know, I'm doing all of the things I know how to do, except that I'm not getting out of my funk. Uh-huh. And at lunch, we went onto the island, we had lunch and then we had a little time. So I got in the water and I just sat in the water and just released all that grumpiness, all that funky <laughs> feelings. And we got back on the boat and it was like minutes before the whale showed up. Isn't that, <laughs> that's what's so magical too. You know, I think anybody who sees a dolphin or whale, it's, it's instant magic, no matter what country you live yes. in or what your history is or anything. Yes. And that we have to ask ourselves what that's about, because mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to teach us is how to be magic from the inside out. Right. But as soon as we start to match that energy at all, 
they do. Re- they just don't hold back with their rewards. They right, just come, right. you know, really give you a, a fun dance and a fun time. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are actually going to take a quick break and we'll come right back with more stories about connecting with the dolphins and whales with Bobby Merrill. And we will hear from our sponsor and be right back. This episode of Dolphin and Whale Tales is brought to you by Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats. Immerse yourself in the healing energies and connect eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart with wild dolphins and whales in Hawaii, Bimini, Mexico, Panama, French Polynesia, and more. Dive deep into connection at whalewisdomretreats.com. All right, we are back with my friend Bobby Merrill and hearing about her encounters and the lessons she has learned by spending time with, swimming with, wild dolphins and whales. Now we've been focusing mainly on the dolphins in this conversation, but I know you've also had some very powerful whale encounters. And I'd love for you to share some with us. Well, I went um, to the Silver Banks in the Dominican Republic. I think that's where you go as well. Is that correct? I I have been there. Yes. Yes. And um, it, it was just, there are lots of lessons because uh, I was happened to be in a boat full of people who had a variety of, you know, a mixture of anxiety and irritations. And, mm. and so to be part, blending with part of, the, of a group, you, you let go of your own funk. You say, you know, you are the leader of the group. And so that really, you got rewarded. And so we were working with you know, kind of the basket of energies of the different people. So that was mm-hmm. a big lesson for me is how to do, you know, how, how to, do that because it's kind of like the lesson we have here on planet earth is how are we mm-hmm. going to figure out how to help create carry the more harmonious energy mm-hmm. and uh, anyway when we did we uh, the first encounter was with a whale lying on her back with her pectoral fins just wide open to the sky mm-hmm. and it was just a powerful image and then we got to swim on you know, we were floating above her and mm-hmm. she stayed there for 40 minutes and just mm-hmm. sent us energy. Wow. So you felt like you just had a full life he- healing. And yes. she was just the most lovely, giving, generous whale. Mm-hmm. And toward the end of it, her little, uh, her little calf came out and poked out his pectoral as well, kind of like he was practicing you know, how to, how to greet these people. We were from different countries and it was just a very powerful, we were all crying and bowing Mm -hmm. and, and just grateful. And um, when then, when she turned over to leave, she just was so slow and she barely rippled her tail to leave the area so that she wouldn't hurt anybody or her Mm -hmm. um, splashing wouldn't hurt anybody. So it's just a very sweet part of a whale. And then the other ones that I got to see would bring their, well, after she left, incidentally, then mm-hmm. her male that was with her mm-hmm. was uh, left. And he was seriously like a, a small building, you know, <laughs> just a sliding and gliding under us. Right. And it, it's really terrifying because we, we knew that she was friendly because she was already there with her pectorals up mm-hmm. and reading us. And you could just feel that it was safe, but they're so mm-hmm. enormous. He was really intimidating. 
Mm. And then he just was on his way just to stay with her in the calf. And right. he wasn't too in, not the least bit interested in us. But um, that really, I, I got to see the full whale under me. Gliding mm -hmm. I got a real sense of what I was doing. I was really out there. You know, right. Got to see. And, that, and that, again, was in the early days, too. Right. Um, swimming in the Dominican Republic. So then the other females would come by with their calves and come some closer than others. And sh they were showing the calves off to us and us uh, to them. And um, it was just a, a variety of energies and feelings and uh, messages, but they're just very kind and loving to the humans that had come to visit them. Yeah, that's always been my experience as well, that the word that always pops up for me is gracious. Yes. They're just so gracious yes. and so generous with us and yes. kind of acknowledging these, you know, these pesky humans that are coming <laughs> in, to, in yes. our water and to see us, but they're just like, okay, yes. fine. Yeah, we're happy to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. And, you know, they don't avoid us. They don't go, go, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll hang with you for a little while. And then we got to go about our business. Yes, exactly. Very gracious. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Very nice. generous and gracious. It's lovely. Yes. Now you have had, you had a really powerful experience with a whale that was teaching you of the power of their sonar, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> yes. That was a you want to give us a little bit of a preamble as to why that was so important to you? Yes. Well, you know, I, I knew nothing about it up to that point, mm -hmm. but um, my background was, which you read in the intro to me, is that I uh, grew up adjacent to a military base, naval base, mm -hmm. naval and marine base. And they were part, they were just family for me, just so lovely to me growing up years. And, um, and so this whale, uh, I had heard about the sonar and people were activists in Hawaii were concerned about it because they were testing it in our sanctuary mm -hmm. um, on the big island. And uh, so I'd heard about it and I was part of the group and I went to the whale conference and um, cause these were the people that were swimming with the dolphins that I'd met. And, mm -hmm. um, I was just sort of peripherally interested in it, but our, the concern was more about the noise disturbing their habitats. Right. And that was our yes. only concern. And, um, so he came, he came close to me and a young doctor was in the water with me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we heard this very low sound and neither, or he paralyzed our lungs. Wow. And neither of us could breathe. And it was quite alarming. Mm -hmm. And then he let go. And we both just, you know, raced to the surface and clambered onto our pontoon. And <laughs> we're like, oh, whoa, what was that? Right. But the message that went with that is this is strong enough to, to kill us and, oh, yes. and kill our families. And this uh, message was this is, this is a problem. And we were having lots of strandings going on at the time. Everybody's calling them a mystery. And, um, mm -hmm. and so the message I got was, you need to know that the sonar kills. And, and the more exploration I did on that was that it, it kills plant life as well, the marine life mm -hmm. and the reefs. And it is a serious ocean problem. So yeah. um, that's why I did the most recent edition of this book. I... 
And I, I was so grateful to have a chance to actually uh, refine some of my stories in the writing mm -hmm. and make it a better book all around. But I had, I went to go and do this uh, last project of revising this. It's my third edition of this book, but it's renamed now the compelling conversations with dolphins and whales in the wild. But um, I wanted to have people become aware of the sonar issue mm -hmm. because the, it isn't, it isn't something that people seem to know about. And we're getting interested in climate uh, chaos and it's part of it. It contributes to mm -hmm. the climate chaos because the sonar actually, when it moves through the water, it warms the ocean. So that's mm -hmm. another issue. And that's why it kills the plants. Well, well, it's why it kills the reefs, but the, um, mm -hmm. the sonar itself, it kills things with bubbles and bladders. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it explodes them and explodes the lungs of the whales. Right, right. So... Wow, it, it, that's huge. And, and the whale was definitely sharing, yeah, you know, being very, very, that what's amazing is they're, they're very aware of their own power. Just like you said, when the female, when she very gently moved her tail, being aware, not that one big strong push of her tail could have easily pulled you guys under or sent you flying, but very, they're very aware of their bodies, much more so than we humans are. Yes. And so this whale was teaching you with his sound, being very careful not to kill yes. you because that would have been horrendous for many reasons, but also given, put fear into the equation. Yes. Right. Instead of connection. So at this turning this into a lesson yes. that, Hey, sound has the ability to kill. Yes. And that is, is really important. I know not only does it blow out their, their lungs and swim bladders, but also their eardrums, Yes, which they have to have yes. being echolocators to survive, to navigate in right. the world. And when they're hitting ships, this is usually white. They had um, a period off of uh, um, uh, the Azores, where they were doing a lot of testing there, and their mm -hmm. whales started to bump into ships, and they realized that it was because they had been deafened by the sonar, mm -hmm. and so they stopped all their activity there, right. in that in that country. So, um, yeah. So that's and the other thing that was so kind of and clear that this was a message is I had a witness there, the young doctor. Mm -hmm. And the other part of that was that he was just so kind to us afterwards. He stayed and, and he um, did, I don't know if you've seen this, but I love it when they do their tail up upside down for a long time. Yes. They don't, yes. they don't finish the dive. And then he kept raising it up higher and higher to the sky. Mm -hmm. And so he has, and then he started waving it. And then he, and then, so he was letting us know we're friends, but I wanted right. you to know that about this right point. right yeah you need to be aware but i'm not mad at you yeah I'm not holding it against you yeah. beautiful i love that so we kind of went a little heavy there and we don't want to leave people on a heavy sad note but it is something we all need to be aware of and anytime you hear or see a petition against these low frequency sonar testing that militaries not just in the u.s but around the world yes keep testing it's not a good thing no we don't in, in my opinion we never need to play war games but even still there are ways to test this stuff without sacrificing our friends in the ocean and so anybody that knows people that are involved with the 
uh, climate mm-hmm. um, uh, meetings and the climate change. Anybody just be sure to insert this information. It's just information we need because we don't have to be doing, I mean, we don't have to no. do it. It's, it's no. A, There's no need. Yeah. No, none at all. All right. So let's bring this back into a, a, a more positive note. And I'd love to ask you, I know this book has been through a couple of editions and and I love the latest version of it and what you've added to it, but what was it that actually inspired you to write the book to begin with? Well, when I was started swimming with the dolphins and whales, and then I first got the first um, messages that it was really clear that Mm. they were talking to me, It, it was really you know, I had been a bit of a, of a woo-woo type person, but not anywhere near as much as I became after this mm-hmm. experience. But um, it was very strong when I would get out of the water, these downloads, just, just mm-hmm. a download of information. It was like a chapter was written out and it was mm-hmm. just being downloaded. Right. And so I had to, I started to take paper to the beach with me and I'd sit on the beach and scribble. And then when I was writing, ri- driving home, um, if somebody else was driving, I'd be scribbling. But then even when I was driving, I started scribbling because these downloads <laughs> just kept coming. They would not stop. So it's like the book was getting dictated to me. Nice. And it was one of the strongest feelings I've ever had. It's just mm-hmm. like, this will not be ignored. Right, right. You you will be writing, and there's it just almost. Uh, I didn't want to not write it, but it didn't feel like a choice either. Right. So the word compelling has more than one <laughs> meaning here. It was like the conversations that they're sharing with us are compelling, and that we need to know this information to live a kinder, gentler world and create the world we want to see out there, but also that you were, the dolphins were compelling you with this information, with these downloads to share it with the world. And part of the things they were teaching too, is how we can manifest our personal dreams as well as the world we want. Mm, So they were really teaching specific steps for how to Mm. do that. And so it was compelling in that way too, because we do want to create a our own life to be what we want it to be. And we want to create a world we want it to be. And so um, they were just really saying, here's, you know, here's how you do it. And you Mm -hmm. notice that we're magical. You notice that we're playful. You notice that, you know, there's, there's, there's a great positive force field when you're around us that you Mm -hmm. catch, you catch it. It's almost like you can't catch it. And people who are, who are, clinically depressed and have not been able to come out of it for years, come out of it and they come out of their depressions. So they'll carry you into a higher plane, a higher heart space, a higher joy space. And sometimes you just feel the bliss. You are in bliss. They carry you into bliss. Mm -hmm. And they gave steps to me of how you can do that for yourself, how you can carry yourself into bliss and make your life more blissful. So it's compelling at that level too. It's a dream we all have. And they're saying, here's, you know, some tips. Beautiful. And all of that is in your book. So when people get your book, Compelling Conversations with Dolphins and Whales, then they will see all of those steps that they can follow on their own to connect with them. Beautiful. I love that. Nice. 
So what is the, and I know, I know this is going to be hard to come up with, but what is probably the most important takeaway from your experience with dolphins and whales for your life or for the world in general? I really got a hold of that every moment matters. Mm-hmm. That if you want to be, you know, the goal is to be in a heart space, to be in your heart every moment. Mm-hmm. And not to just take time off and think it doesn't matter. Right. And um, and it's not like it won't be forgiven. You know, mm-hmm. you just go back to your heart space when you notice you're not there. So it's right. not like you're stamped, you know, and that's it. It's over you, for you. You know, you, you blew mm-hmm. it. But it is be, be willing to go back to your heart space and you will have your dreams. You will have life, the life of joy you want. You will have that happiness you seek, you will draw partners that you want to have around you. You will draw friends you want to have around you. That because the heart is a magnet and, and that magnet, if it's in a really kind, gentle, gracious, loving heart space, you will draw that kind of a life to you. You will draw those kind of people around you. You will draw those, those uh, home spaces to you. Mm -hmm you will have that world that, that is drawn in by that heart filled, really drenched in kindness. And it's not just a Hallmark card. It really is real. There is a power. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a real power in it. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I could just feel that energy, that gentleness, that kindness coming mm-hmm. out when you were speaking. And, and it really is. And we all, we tend to get in a, in our world in a, in a normal world when we're out hustling and bustling in our, throughout our days, we tend to get so caught up in our business and what we need to do. And, oh my gosh, I'm late. And, you know, yes. oh, I got to go get the groceries and I got to do this, yes. blah, 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 right? All these things. And we forget to be kind. We get very, very self-centered and we forget that maybe the guy in front of us who's driving really slow and we're like, I got to go, hurry up, <laughs> you know, or you jerk. It's like, but, but maybe something just Maybe he just lost his job. Maybe, you know, something horrible. His mother died. Maybe, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And so just, you know, take a deep breath. And you know what? If you're two minutes late, it's two minutes late. You know, it's not a big deal. And and when we're kinder, it's it's that pay it forward. When you're kind to someone, a stranger out there, instead of yelling at them you know, flipping them off, whatever, something, something rude, or just even holding that energy of that you jerk out there. You don't even have to do anything, but you hold that energy. They're going to feel that. Yes. Yes. Right. But if you take that kinder, gentler approach and you maybe open the door for somebody else, instead of rushing through and letting the door slam in their face, they're going to be touched by that and carry that energy is going to keep flowing forward. The other thing I really got a hold of one day with mm. one of the lessons is you're right. You, you have a chance to do healing with that person. You can just right. reverse that. I need you to go faster to, I, I want to send you love and kindness. Yes. But then your own car gets filled with love and kindness. Right. 
and your own body, your own heart. So mm-hmm. it's just everybody wins on that one. If it's just that totally. it's just being conscious and rechoosing, make a new choice. And you know that and that's what they do. They when I when I was in the space you're just describing of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like what these people around me are doing. And mm-hmm. you know, and they would just make it very obvious that that I was the one that was off and then they'd go play with these people that I was upset with and, <laughs> <laughs> and ignore me. Right, right, right. Find me with their eyes closed to let me know they were ignoring me in case I had noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen them do that. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, looking at them. Come look at me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Such a big double opportunity to send it out as well, pay it forward, as you say, as well as pay it inward. Yeah, absolutely. And it is so true. And like, especially for you and me, when we're swimming in the water and there are other people in the water that are clearly not experienced swimming with dolphins and they're doing all the things that you and I know like no don't be so splashy don't no don't reach out and touch try and touch them don't 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 and we're like instant judgment and then and then what always surprises me is it's just like what you say the dolphins go right in the middle of those people yeah leave leave me go right over there it's like Uh exactly it's not Oh, okay. Well, the dolphin chooses to be there then. Who am I to judge? Who am I to decide what's right or wrong? It's the dolphins making the choice. Yes. And I've actually gotten these telepathic messages in those moments of, we can take care of this. We really don't need your anger. And your (laughs) anger is filling the water with that, with the energy. We just really don't want our water filled with that energy. Ooh, that's powerful right there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they do, they've got this. They don't, yeah. they don't need us to yeah. take care of it. Your right? anger isn't fixing this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Your <laughs> anger, your frustration, can, your judgment, all of that. We yes. can swim pretty fast. We can get away if we want. To. Right. Of course they can. <laughs> we humans are so silly sometimes. I know. I know. But they make it funny too. They cut they it. Do. They do. Yeah, they do. Yes. They yes. Reflect your silliness. They do. I remember one time in Kealakekua Bay in, in Hawaii on the big island, I was swimming and there were dolphins and it was, I had a wonderful time. And these dolphins were probably maybe like nine, 10 inches, like their tails, they came up and their tails were like nine, 10 inches in front of my face. And I'm thinking, wow, they're so close. Uh-huh. And they were. Uh-huh. And then this other dolphin came between me and those dolphins. I mean, like millimeters away from me. And I'm like, oh, oh. How, did, how did you do that and not touch me? Yeah. And it was like, you want to see close? Watch this. Yes, exactly. Got <laughs> yeah. your message. Shall we, shall we take that a step further? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I wasn't even in the wanting. I was so amazed and so pleased with how close they were. And it's like, no, we can go even closer. Oh, I know. That's I love it. And that's how they make it so clear. They've just, they've yes. read your thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. It was like, okay, got it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So before we end today, is there anything else that we haven't covered in our conversation that you would, you feel compelled, I'll use the, we'll keep with that, to share with us? Well, I feel one of the things is I I like that you are doing the 
trips you're doing. You're doing them to, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the most beautiful places. And I, some places that I want to go with you because I haven't been there mm-hmm. you know, to Tahiti and um, you're going to do the belugas, I think, one of these days. Yep. But the, um, I just love and honestly, deeply, I love this, that you are making this available to people. I mean, you're a gutsy lady. You're out there doing these <laughs> fabulous tours um, that in such a loving and kind way and growing way. And I just, I love that you're out there doing that. I really do. I just want you to know that. And I have you as number one resource in my book. And um, it just, it's just a special opportunity for people to get to make this, it's a, you know, some people ask me, are they ETs? And I just think it's interesting because here we have this high level intelligence right here on earth with us mm-hmm. and connecting with, it. and it is, we didn't talk about the level of intelligence, but it's just right. shocking to me. You know, they're in quantum right. physics and things that, right. um, and I don't, I, they showed me, um, um, toroidals and, and, uh, patterns that the quantum scientists use and that they d- actually discovered some of these patterns after the dolphin showed them to me. Right. So the, the, the level of intelligence is so high. So the opportunity for us to be in their presence, mm-hmm. we don't have to go to outer space and hope maybe somebody's out there. We have them right here beneath mm-hmm. our horizon, yes. off our shores, you know, sending good energy to us and welcoming us when we do come to visit. So yeah. um, I think keeping our hearts and heads open to them and you're taking them people out on these opportunities to connect, I think is really special. So. Thank you so much for those kind words. And, and I'm honored to have such a special place in your book. And it, it means a lot to me. And it's been really, really fun to share you with my audience today. And for those of you who haven't read Bobby's book, you need to get it. It is Compelling Conversations with Dolphins and Whales. You can get it on Amazon. I will have a link to it in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here today, Bobby. Well, thank you, Anna. It's been a joy to chat. And uh, yeah, just fun to be with you. It's like when we had lunch that day. Exactly. It's always fun. It's yeah. always fun. And, and once we get out of lockdown, I'd love to come up and you're up in Washington state. Yeah. And my family's up there as well. And I'm actually talking with a, a woman who teaches about wolves and connecting with wolves of oh doing a wolf and orca retreat. Oh my goodness. In wow. probably September, 2022. So, but I hope to get up there before then, and then Good. we can go have lunch together Good. again. Yes. Wonderful. And go check out the orcas. Absolutely. It'll be a wolf and orca. It'll be it'll be the wolves and the sea wolves. Yes. So. <laughs> Good. You are gutsy, as I say. <laughs> You're out there. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. And I hope you that is listening have enjoyed our compelling conversation with Bobby Merrill today. Check out her book on Amazon. The links is in the show notes. And until our next episode, many dolphin and whale blessings to you. Thank you for diving deep into the wisdom of the dolphins and whales with us. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get more information at whaletalespodcast.com. <laughs>